God is just so abundant. I mean, it's who he is. He's abundant. God is not sparingly on anything. And now for Our Cup Runneth Over. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. Bernie was so excited about his promotion to vice president of the company he worked for, and he kept bragging about it to his wife for weeks and weeks on end. Finally, she couldn't take it anymore, and she told him, she said, listen, it means nothing. They even have a vice president of peas at the grocery store. (laughs) Really, he said? Not sure if this was true or not, Bernie decided to call the grocery store. A clerk answered, and Bernie said, may I speak with the vice president of peas, please? The clerk replied, canned or frozen? (laughs) (laughs) I always appreciate the extra laughs from Clayton (laughs) Praise God We finished up Numbers chapter 6 Verses 22 through 27 And I wanted to kind of do something It's kind of a spinoff of that It's kind of a continuation But a spinoff at the same time And you'll see what I mean as we go on But I just want to share a verse you all know over in Psalms 23, which is my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. That's actually verse five in Psalms 23. Psalm we all know, but my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over is what the psalmist exclaimed there in Psalms 23. My cup runneth over in the life of a sheep, in the shepherd's life. There would be times where it would get cold especially during the winter time, and oftentimes a sheep would literally freeze and they would be sometimes turned over with the feet up. And so the shepherd would know that he only has a little time and he would rush to them with a flask of an elixir to give them to drink, to warm them up and to bring them back to life. And so when the psalmist is saying that my cup runneth over. This is one of the pictures that he has in mind is that he's drinking from the shepherd's flask. It always sustains his life. It always recovers him. It always brings him back to life. The other picture the psalmist has as he writes this is actually from the viewpoint of the sheep again. And this time is when the sheep is seated at the shepherd's table. He's seated at the table in the shepherd's lap. And in the earlier portion of Psalms 23, it says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And so you can picture that as this table here, the sheep is sitting in the lap of the shepherd and the sheep is actually drinking from the shepherd's cup. It's a picture of the intimate love and relationship 
we have with the shepherd, we get the opportunity to drink from his very own cup, sitting in his very own lap. It's a picture of closeness. It's a picture of position. It's a picture of a special place, special position, and the privilege that we have in God's love. Isn't that awesome? Man, we get to sit on his lap and drink from his cup. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. When you say my cup runneth over, you're talking about us being filled with the life of God. The Apostle Paul, he actually said it this way. He prayed that we would experience or that we would know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, which is experience, So he's saying, I pray that you would experience the love of Christ in all of its dimensions, that you would experience it in its height, its depth, its width, its breadth, its length, that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. And so that's what the psalmist is saying, my cup runneth over. It's a picture of being filled with all the life of God. Now, Jesus actually talked about this, and he took it a step further. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full till it overflows. And so that's God's life in us where it's filled up and it begins to spill out. It begins to overflow. It's the life of God. It's an abundance of the life of God. It's an abundance of joy. It's an abundance of peace. It's an abundance of grace. It's an abundance of his goodness. It's an abundance of love. All of these things springing up in us, overflowing like a spring in us, springing up unto eternal life. And it's a picture of that cup, my cup runneth over. So it's when his life fills us and it runs over. And the reason it runs over, number one, is because God is just so abundant. I mean, it's who he is. He's abundant. God is not sparingly on anything. He's abundant. I mean, he's abundant. You can tell God's nature is abundant. I mean, you can't count the stars because there's so many of them. You can't count the grains of sand. There's so many of them. God is abundant. It's just his nature. He's abundant. He's always the God of more than enough. He's always the God of more than enough. And so it's out of his abundant nature that he fills our cup and it runs over. God gives you so much joy that it's too much for just you and it begins to spill over on other people. That's why he runs our cup over it so that it can be shared with other people. So other people can get a taste. Other people can experience it. Other people can come into contact with God's goodness. And so he fills your cup and it runs over. It fills your cup and it runs over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. I received a text today and this text really could have upset me. I could have taken offense to it because it was kind of a pointed text. (laughs) And I'm sure you all know what I mean when I say pointed. It was a pointed text. It, It almost poked me for a moment. But my cup was full. And because my cup was full and running over, I responded with graciousness, with kindness, and with love. 
and it completely wiped out any offense because God's love was poured out. My cup was running over. And so the love of God simply wiped out anything that would offend. Whenever you oppressed, whatever is in you, that is what will come out. Whenever something presses you, whatever is in you, that is what will flow out. And so I'm just happy that my cup was running over. And so God's love just flowed out. And I responded in such a gracious, kind and loving manner, completely changed and turned the situation around because you can't defeat the love of God can't defeat the love of God. But that was my cup running over. And so that's why God has our cup. He fills it and it runs over so that we can freely share it with other people in human relationships. Man, you really have to be running over with God's love in order to be a successful Christian because people will rub you the wrong way. People will get on your last nerve. People will irritate the tar out of you. I mean, I'm talking about, man, I've seen, oh, I won't even tell you what I've seen. (laughs) I was talking with a lady the other day and she was kind of frustrated. She was hurt. She was flustered because someone had been unkind to her. Somebody had treated her badly. And I began to talk to her the same way I talked to you. Nothing changed. I talked with her the same way I talked to you. And I began to say to her, this is what I said to her. I said, don't treat people the way they are. Treat people the way you are in Christ. Don't treat people the way they are. Treat people the way you are in Christ. That is, if you're in Christ. So you treat people the way you are. And I said, don't let the worst in others get the best of you. I said, overcome evil with good. I said, show them a more excellent way. It's what Jesus was referring to when he said, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other. He wasn't saying let people abuse you. He was simply saying, turn, show them a more excellent way. Show them another way. Don't respond the way they are treating you. You respond under the higher law of love. You show them a more excellent way. And so I shared all of this with the young lady. Man, and she was so she was so grateful. And I continued on. I shared this with I said, look at people through the lens of grace. I said, look at people through the lens of grace. When people come at you wrong, when people come at you in a way that would upset you or irritate you or make you mad or where you would take offense to it. I said, look at people through the lens of grace. Because people are at different stages of development. Everybody is not as spiritually mature as you are. And so you have to look and deal with people through the lens of grace because they may not know any better. They may not be developed to the place you are, but you know better because you are in Christ and you are a mature Christian. And so because of that, you have to look at them through the lens of grace and you have to show them the more excellent way. You have to display, you have to let your cup run over. Your cup of love has to run over and flow so you can show it to others. And that's why how you are with people 
shows where you are with God. I'm going to say that again. How you are with people shows where you are with God. It's not your Bible study. It's not your church attendance. It's not your giving. It's not your worship. That doesn't show where you are with God. How you are with people shows where you are with God. Person can be a Christian, but they can be a carnal Christian, which means they live out of their flesh. And it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You're a Christian, but you're a carnal Christian. You're still living out of your flesh. But no, when our cup runs over, God's love has filled us and it's overflowing. And you have to learn. I love this scripture. I believe it's Romans 13, verse 14. And you need to remember this every day before you leave the house. And it simply says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to put Christ on every day. You remind yourself that you're in Christ Jesus. You remind yourself that Christ lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You remind yourself that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And you simply yield your life to say, Jesus, you live through me. Fill my cup. This is after you spend a little time in the word, a little time in prayer. Father, fill my cup and let it overflow. You live through me today. That is putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. And now it begins to control your thoughts, the way you think. It begins to control your words, the way you speak. It begins to control your actions, how you deal with people and how you deal with situations. When you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Another scripture over in Colossians chapter two, verse six says, just as you have received Christ Jesus, walk ye in him. You've received him. Now walk in him. Now walk in him. Let his life shine through you. Let his life live through you. Let his love love through you. Stay in him. You have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ every day. You got to put him on every day. You got to put him on every day. You got to put him on every day. You have to put on the Lord Jesus the same way you have to put on a set of clothes before you leave home. You wouldn't leave home without having on any clothes. Don't leave home if you haven't put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that's good. (laughs) That's good. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. 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 Oh, man, I love that. I love that. Next time you're next time you're dealing with a difficult person or a difficult situation, you ask yourself these two questions. How do I want to respond to this challenging circumstance or this challenging person? That's number one. You ask yourself that question. How do I want to show up? How do I want to respond? How do I want to respond? Second question you ask yourself, how am I meant to serve? How am I meant to serve? Because what it's going to do is going to ship you now to a servant's mindset, to a servant's attitude. It's not about you any longer. How can I serve in this situation? How do I want to show up in this situation? Do I want to give them a piece of my mind or do I want to let the character of Christ shine through me? You always ask yourself those two questions in any difficult situation or dealing with a difficult person. How do I want to show up? And how am I meant to serve? It completely changes your paradigm, completely changes your approach to any situation. But man, that's what happens when our cup is running over, when our cup is running over. 
Praise God. I was making some vegetable juice one day, as I do pretty much daily. And this particular time that I was making it, my pitcher ran over, and I noticed it. And it was really odd because the juice ran over my pitcher, and it just went all over my counter. And I immediately thought of this verse, my cup runneth over. And I took it as a sign of God's goodness just running over in our lives. Was, my cup runneth over. God is so good. I can't contain it. It flows out. I got to share it. His grace is so wonderful. I got to share it. I got to share it. I got to live it. I got to experience it. It's too much for me to hold just to myself. I got to share it with somebody else. My cup runneth over. I immediately thought about that scripture in Psalms 23, 5. My cup runneth over. And then, now when I'm not making my own juice, I frequent probably my favorite juice bar. They're called Clean Juice. It's, a, I guess, a fairly new franchise. Been out a few years, I guess. And so I noticed when I went to Clean Juice, probably for the very first time, I noticed that they were a Christian franchise. They were actually started by a young couple, but they were a Christian franchise. And I noticed it because as I was in their establishment, they had a prayer request jar, container, where you can actually write a prayer request and leave it there. And so that really struck me as odd in a juice place. I said, man, these people must be Christian. And they were. And then when I got my juice in their cup, I noticed that the cup had a scripture on it. It has 3 John 1, 2. And I knew they were Christian then, which says, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And their cup had some other interesting sayings, and so that's why I brought it. I wanted to bring this cup tonight. Let me tell you the story of this cup. It's an interesting story. The cup has some good wording, good messaging on the cup. And so I had said to myself, I want to bring it and share it because it really fits in what I shared last, last week. It fits right in with what I shared last week. And I said, I want to take this cup and I want to read it because it fits right in what I shared last week. Yeah. And so I had gone to clean juice and I had ordered my juice and I had drank it. And so I was at home and so I put my cup by the kitchen sink and I was going to get back to it later, you know, to take care of it properly. But before I could get back to it later, my wife, my wife saw it (laughs) and she was confused. She was puzzled because she said, what is this dirty cup? You know, (laughs) why isn't this in the trash? Why isn't this cup in the trash? And I didn't say anything, but I had my eye on that cup. And my wife ended up throwing the cup away. Because the cup seemed worthless, it seemed used up, it was dirty, seemed to have no purpose, seemed to be just refuse. But I had my eye on that cup because I knew I had an intended purpose for it. I knew I had a greater meaning for the cup. I knew I had a use for that cup. And so I wouldn't take my eyes off of it. And as it was in the trash, I pulled it out. I washed it up and I cleaned it up because I knew it had a purpose. I knew this cup was going to be ministering with me today. (laughs) This cup has a message. It has a purpose. It has a destiny. And man, when I thought about it, I said, man, that's exactly how God does us. When we are dirty in sin, 
When it seems like we have no purpose, when it seems like we're used up and we're wasted, we're not worthy of anything, we have no value, and we want to be thrown away, God still has his eye on us. God still has a purpose for us. God has a use for you. Man, this cup was preaching. The cup was preaching to me. And I said, I see it, Holy Ghost. I see it. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. This cup has a message. And it's not only written on the cup. as a message written on the cup. But it was a whole message in that experience. And likewise, your life has a message. Your life has a message. The Apostle Paul says we are literally written epistles. Your life proclaims a message. Your life gives a message. Your life gives a message just as this cup does. Let me read the cup. Man, this is my special cup. And when I thought about it, I said, you know what? I said, I think I'm going to keep this cup and I'm going to put it on one of the shelves in my office back here. And then when people come to my office and they may be feeling a little dejected or a little discouraged, I'll have them read the cup. This cup has a ministry. It has a purpose. I'll have them to read the cup. Here is something that was in the trash and now it's on national television. Now it's all over the internet. Now it's all over social media. Now it'll minister for years to come. Something that seemed dirty and worthless and useless now has a purpose. It is preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God does with us. He picks you up. He cleans your life up and he uses you for his glory. He uses you for his glory. He uses you for his glory. Let me read the cup. Oh man, it's a great cup. It's a beautiful cup. I can't believe my wife threw it away. (laughs) The cup tells us who we are in Christ. And that's why it caught my attention. Because it's exactly what I was ministering on last week. Tells us who we are in Christ tells us who God calls us. And it says, you are kind. You are loved. You are brave. You are strong. You are fully known. You are empowered. You are adored. You are free. You are worthy. You are intelligent. You are healthy. And then it stops. And I begin to think about that. I said, you know what? My cup runneth over. I said, if everything that we are in Christ Jesus was put on this cup, it wouldn't fit. Cup runs over. The cup runs over. And so I'm going to finish it by telling you who you are. And I gave it last week. I'm just going to simply share again when I shared last week who you are in Christ. You are who God enjoys. You are who God delights in, Isaiah 62, 4. You are special. You are valuable because God loves you, Isaiah 43, 4. You are redeemed. You are forgiven, Ephesians 1, 7. You are righteous, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. You are made free from sin, Romans 8, 2. You are sons and daughters of God, Ephesians 1, 5. You are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus, Romans 8, 17. You are holy, 
blameless before him in love. Ephesians 1, 4. You are precious, honored, and loved. Isaiah 43, 4. You are loved by love himself. 1 John 4, 8 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 4. You are created for God's honor and glory. Isaiah 43, 7. You are called by his name. You are chosen. Deuteronomy 7, 6. You are God's handiwork, his masterpiece. Ephesians 2, 10. You are worthy. You are enough. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11. You are capable. You are brave. You are significant. Philippians 4, 13. 2 Timothy 1, 7. You are beautiful, created for purpose, and amazing, Psalms 139, verse 14. You are cared for. You are a loving person, 1 Peter 5, 7, 1 John 4, 7. You are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalms 139, 14. You are protected and strong, Psalms 91. You are forgiven, healed empowered, 1 Peter 2, 24. You are set apart, free, not alone, Deuteronomy 14, 2. You are made in his image, Genesis 1, 26. You are lovely, the whole book of the Song of Solomon. You are grace-filled and gifted, John 1, 16. You stand perfect and complete in all the will of God, Colossians 4, 12. You have the mind of Christ, and in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 1 Corinthians 2.16, Colossians 2.3. You reign in life by Christ, Romans 5.17. You are more than a conqueror through him that loves you, Romans 8.37. You are blessed, favored, and made a blessing, Ephesians 1.3. You are his, Psalms 100, verse 3, Ephesians 1.6. As he is, so are you. In this world, 1 John 4, 17, you are special and extraordinary, Deuteronomy 7, 6. You are joyful, peaceful, and purposeful, Romans 15, 13. You are friendly and hospitable, Romans 12, 10, and 13. You are forgiving and gracious, Romans 12, 19, and 20. You are patient with people, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. You are good to people, Galatians 6, 10. You dwell in love with your family, Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6. You are hopeful, prayerful, faith-filled, Romans 12, 12. You are filled with the Holy Spirit, Titus 3, 6. You are generous with others and very hospitable, Romans 12, 13. You are Christ and Christ is in you, Colossians 1, 27 and 28. You are the seed of Abraham. Galatians 3.29, you are free from strife and offense and you walk in humility. Philippians 2.3, you are unselfish and seek to help and assist others. Philippians 2.4, you are filled with the knowledge of his will. Colossians 1.9, you delight to do God's will. Psalms 40 verse 8, you are delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1.13, you are grateful and always rejoicing, Philippians 4.4. 4. You are established in every good word and work, 2 Thessalonians 
You are enjoying all the good pleasure of God's goodness in your life, 2 Thessalonians 1.11. You are justified by grace and made an heir, Titus 3.7. You are fruitful with good works, Titus 3.14. You are a royal priesthood, kings and priests, 1 Peter 2.9, Revelation 1.6. You are kept by the power of God. 1 Peter 1.5, you are justified by grace and made an heir, Titus 3.7. You are creative, good-looking, positive, and encouraging, 1 John 4.17, Genesis 1.27. You have favor with God and favor with people, Luke 2.52. You are light, life, and love because of Christ, 1 John. You are a winner, you are disciplined, 1 Corinthians Chapter 9, verse 24 and 27, you are persistent, you are consistent, you are happy, prayerful, grateful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18, you are blessed, prosperous, healthy, and spiritually strong. 3 John 2, you focus on things that are positive, good, and in line with God's word. You are a praiser, an uplifter. You work on goals and dreams and you are excited about your future. You don't argue or complain or worry. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're a lender and not a borrower. You enjoy life and you see God's beauty. You are made perfect in every good work to do his will. And I realize that that's who you are. And I realized it wouldn't fit on this cup. Therefore, my cup runs over. God's grace in our lives is so rich, it runs over the cup. It runs over the cup. The cup can't contain who you are in Christ. The cup can't contain how rich his grace is that he's lavished on your life and how special you are to him and how much you love him. The cup can't contain it cup can't contain it. But anyway, renew your mind to these things. The Holy Spirit said to me, he said, this is as important as the healing scriptures. The same way listening to the healing scriptures over and over and over will minister healing to the physical body. The same way renewing your mind to God's word about who you are in Christ Jesus. Man, it renews your mind. It renews your mind and your new man on the inside comes alive to the truth of God's word of who you are in Christ Jesus. And it's the best news. Oh, man, it's the greatest news the world has ever heard. Praise God. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the word. Amen, 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 amen. Stand to your feet. Man, I just love my little cup. Don't y'all mess with my little cup. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. God is so good. God is so good. He pulled us out of the trash. Pulled us out of the gutter. He pulled us out of sin. He cleansed us and he washed us in his blood. We're precious in his sight. We're precious in his sight.
We're precious in His sight. We're precious in His sight. Pray that you listen to these scriptures over and over. Take the message I shared in these last, all those scriptures, try to play them as often as you can because it's going to renew your mind of who you are in Christ Jesus. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. I took a great deal of time to go through the Bible to pull all those things out. I didn't read that anywhere, but I had to read the Bible myself and find out who I was in Christ. Pulled it out, man, to share it with you. It's who you are in Christ. It's who you are in Christ. I said, it's who you are in Christ. I said, you're worthy. And I said, you're righteous. And I said, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. I say you're healed. I say you're strong. I say you're brilliant. I say you're intelligent. I say you're beautiful. You're cared for. You're loved. It's who God says you are. I didn't come up with it. I didn't make it up. It's who God says you are. God sees you in Christ. God sees you in Christ. You are his very own. Praise God. I pray that you will live out of those scriptures. Live out of those scriptures, man. Live out of those scriptures. I took my Bible and my pen and my notepad and I just went through them. Just went through every book, pulling out who I am in Christ, who I am in Christ. And every time I saw it, I wrote it down. And I said, one day I'll teach this. One day I'll teach this. I got to share. If I don't share anything, I want to let God's people know who they are in Christ Jesus. Who they are in Christ Jesus. Oh, man, it's so wonderful. It is so wonderful. It is so glorious. It is so glorious. This cup can't contain it. And I saw what they were trying to do. They were trying to listen, but I said, no, that cup's not big enough. The cup can't hold it. Our cup runs over. Man, the cup runs over. The cup runs over. But this cup is preaching. Isn't it something? Something that was in the trash. Something that was in the trash. It's now filled with God's glory. Filled with God's glory. Man, me and this little cup going to be everywhere. I might travel with this cup when I go preach in other countries, when I go preach in other cities. Me and this little cup going to be on the road preaching the good news of the gospel. Praise God. Something that was thrown away. Yet God had a message. God had a message in it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm excited. Anybody else excited? Man, I'm having so much fun. I'm having so much fun. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Everybody just hug yourself just like this. Just hug yourself for a moment. I want you to just feel how precious you are to God. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. I've been saying it for years. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. He actually sent Jesus to get you. He gave up Jesus for you. When you realize how precious you are to him and how loved you are by him, 
Man, it changes everything. Changes everything. Praise God. Sometimes I'm so overtaken by how much I'm loved by God and how precious I am in His sight and honored by Him and all of that. And sometimes I'm, I'm baffled. I'm like, God, why? How would you love me like this? Why am I so special and so precious in your sight that you even gave up your own son to gain me? I begin to realize, man, the awesome position, the privilege that we have in him. Blood was shed for you. Blood was shed for you. To make you his very own. That's what makes you special. Because the Father's love is on you. You're the masterpiece of his creation. The sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, all the animals, those things are great. Those things are brilliant. Those things are beyond the human capacity to even understand. But I want you to realize you're the crown of God's creation. You're the crown of his glory. You're his masterpiece. You're his masterpiece. God actually made all of that for you. He didn't make man until he had finished making everything else. He's like, I wanted to prepare this for you. So be thankful for every day. Every day is a gift. Treat it as a gift. Treat every day as a gift. Live it in love. Live it in gratitude. It's a gift. Every day it's a gift. Every day it's a gift. Treat it as such. It's a gift from your Father. Treat it as such. Enjoy His beauty. Love one another. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for just the opportunity to let a cup preach in our midst today. (laughs) Our cup runs over, Lord. We're just so grateful to you for your wonderful grace, the riches of your grace, the wonders of your love. Father, thank you so much. We honor you. We bless you. Thank you for showing us who we are in Christ. And Father, may we be salt, light in the world, sharing your colors and your flavor everywhere we go. May we preach like the cup preaches, Lord, and let people know who they are in Christ and how much you love them. We love you so much. Use us for your glory, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen. God bless you. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, Our Cup Runneth Over, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7978. That's 7978. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7978 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com.
If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brother.